you know, when turn turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter sixteen. Uh, if you don't know where Le- Leviticus is, go to the beginning of your Bible and hang a right. And uh, it's the third third book in the Bible, uh, Genesis, Exodus, and then Leviticus. At the first of the year, <clears throat> because of our, our theme being anchored in Christ, I felt that it was important to go through what we believe and why we believe it. And, and help you, if you would, understand some very important principles of, uh, of doctrine. And, and I understand that learning doctrine can uh, oftentimes not be the most exciting of messages. Okay? <laughs> but let me tell you, they are incredibly important. Uh, uh, understanding uh, what you believe and why you believe it is critical to your walk with the Lord. And uh, we started looking at what what I call the Baptist distinctives, not me, but most uh, Baptist theologians uh, called the Baptist distinctives. And we are on uh, uh, the P for the priesthood of the believer, okay? You take Baptist and you make an acrostic out of the word Baptist. Uh, who can tell me what the B stood for? Come on now. Biblical authority. Biblical authority. I had to look at your notes, didn't you? <laughs> okay, what does the A stand for? Okay, the autonomy of the local church. And we spent several weeks on that one. Um, and then P, uh, Baptist, B-A-P, uh, is the priesthood of the believer. And, it, and this is one of these um, theological uh, discussions that can um, I, I don't even know how to say this. Um, theologians get excited about this, this particular point. Uh, but the average person oftentimes loses, I think, loses the importance of this point. Does that make sense? So you tell me, before I tell you what the priesthood of the believer is, you tell me what you think that that means. Okay, uh, individual Christian lives. Okay, Brandon? Okay, we we don't need an intercessor. Okay, we we can go straight to God. Okay, uh, anybody else? Okay, we're all believer priests. Okay, that yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> that, that there you go. That that that's getting to the point of my of my discussion here. So, <clears throat> what does a, the priesthood of the believer mean? And in order to answer that, you need to first define what a priest is. 
Okay, now, <clears throat> when we talk about a priest, are we talking about the 21st century Catholic Church priest? No, no we are not, okay? Not even close. Uh, the, the priest in the Catholic Church today is nothing like the Old Testament priest, okay? <clears throat> so, uh, getting getting to understand this <clears throat> is it, it's important to understand what a priest is. The Old Testament priest took on many responsibilities. Okay, the 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 the. the the thing about the Old Testament priest, it was not just the responsibilities, but it was also the opportunities that the, the, that the priests were presented with. So, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit tonight about the qualifications of a priest and then the duties of a priest. Now, now Brandon um, mentioned that... <clears throat> The being of the priesthood of the believer, most people immediately go to what Brandon said. Okay, I don't need a priest anymore. I, I can go straight to God. Now, <clears throat> that is in itself an incredibly important part of, of our walk with God because I have full access to God 24-7. I don't have to go to a to a Catholic church or to a to a, a Jewish uh, synagogue to talk to a priest to have that person intercede so that they can talk to God on for, on my behalf. The fact that I am a believer priest, as 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 Melanie said, uh, identifies me with the fact that I can go directly to God anytime that I need to. So, qualifications of a priest. In Exodus, and I'm going to give you references. We're not going to read these references. I'm just going to give you the references so that if you want to go back and research, you, you have the access to them. But the first one, the first qualification is he must be male. So, and that is in Exodus chapter 28, verse 1. So, does that mean that only men can be uh, priesthood believers. No. no. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we all we're okay. We're we're all good on that one. But in the Old Testament economy, the priest had to be male. Uh, the second one is that he must be a descendant of Aaron. Exodus chapter twenty-eight, verse one again, with a documented lineage. Now I want to I want to stop here for a second. And, and ask, why was a documented lineage line, lineage so important? Okay, anybody could say that they were a priest, right? Now, what about a New Testament believer? Do we do we need a documented no. lineage? No. We don't. Okay, okay, all right, go ahead, finish, finish what you're saying. That's our, that's our lineage. Okay, our lineage is through Christ. 
And, and who was Christ? He was the what? The great high priest. He wasn't Aaron. He was, Aaron was the high priest. But Christ is the great high priest. So we have a lineage. Because not only are we believers in, in Christ, but what, are, what else are we? We are the sons of God, are we not? So the lineage is there for us. This one, I think, should be made for voting age people. <clears throat> they must be between the ages of 30 and 50. <laughs> we were talking about it. California is trying... This, I'm not getting political, but I just, I, I, it just drives me nuts. They're trying to lower the age to 16 to vote. I, 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 yeah. If anything, it needs to go up. Anyway, um, that, that's a, that was a free commercial. That's in uh, uh, Numbers chapter 4, verse 3. Um, this is another one that's important. Must be unblemished. Okay? <clears throat> uh, no, no lame or blonde-headed. Couldn't, couldn't be blonde-headed. Okay? Why, why is... Okay, <clears throat> okay, that's in Leviticus chapter 21, verses 16 to 23. Now, why, <clears throat> why, are, why is the lame thing so important? You know, they couldn't, couldn't have a limp or like, like Bob could have never been a priest. <laughs> why? <laughs> Besides that, you don't even hear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why, 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 why is that so important? Okay, all right, okay. What good would it do to have a lame priest sacrificing an, a, a clean animal? It, 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 it ruins the picture. Okay, why, why is the blonde part so, so important other than the fact that, well, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was. So, but but why is that so important? Yeah. Okay. If if somebody, if a priest was blind, it would be evident of an impure bloodline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're from California. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the next qualification was uh, they, mu they must have a proper marriage. And I'll, I'll define proper here in a moment. Le Le uh, Leviticus chapter 21, verses 9 and 14. Uh, uh, he, he could not marry a harlot. Now, why is that, again, why is that so important? Symbol of purity. But what about... Oh, I just lost her. Um, Gomer. See, he was a prophet. He wasn't a priest. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm, I, <clears throat> my first thought when I was going through this, I thought, well, wait a minute. Oh, wait, a, he was a prophet. He wasn't a priest. So, okay. Uh, he, he could not marry uh, uh, a, divorced, uh, a divorced woman. Okay, again, the purity issue. Uh, he was not uh, allowed to marry a widow 
other than a priest's widow. Now, I don't get that one, but God said God said it. I just, yeah, probably. Uh, <clears throat> the high priest must marry a virgin of his own people. Uh, another qualification. So that was all under the marriage thing. Uh, <clears throat> uh, another qualification must have no uncleanness, uh, leprosy, uh, any kind of uh, diseases, so on and so forth. That that would be in Leviticus uh, 22 uh, verses uh, three through nine. Why why is that so important? Again, it's, it, it it speaks to the purity. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, must have, uh, and this one I didn't understand. I don't get this, but must have an untrimmed beard. You'd be happy with that one, Chris. Okay. <clears throat> with trimmed, yeah. <laughs> okay. An untrimmed beard with trimmed hair. Again, it was. I'm sure it was symbolic. I didn't have the time to try and research that one to figure that one out. But I'm sure there's there's a reason for it. Uh, but that's in Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 20, Leviticus uh, chapter 21, verse 5. <clears throat> and he must be properly dressed. Exodus uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 4. Ezekiel chapter 44, verses 17 to 19. So those are the qualifications of a priest. Why is that so important? Okay, he was a direct representative between God and the people. Now, let's let's put this in the 21st century America. A lot of these qualifications that we talked about, we would think are kind of silly. But are they? No. No. What what was what was the majority of these? What did the 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 majority of these represent? Purity. Are we called to be pure? Absolutely, we are. Why is it so important? Now, now, please help me with this, because if you don't get this, then you're going to miss a big part of tonight's message. Why is it so important? We're pure. Okay, God won't hear our prayers. Absolutely. If the if the priest had sin in his life, then God didn't hear the prayers. He, he could die. Okay? Okay? But why is it so important for us to have pure lives? People are watching us. And, and the reality is, like it or not, the reality is, you represent God to many people. And people look at your life and they will evaluate God based on what they see in your life. The same way the people evaluated God through the lives of the priests. And if it was important for a priest to be pure in his life, in his dealings. Now, 
you know, the lame, the lame thing, we have no control of that. The, those of us that were blonde at one time that are now gray, um, you know, we have no control. We have no control over that. Covered under the blood. <laughs> it's, it's covered under the blood. But my point is this. We make a big deal out of being the, of the, the priesthood of the believer. But with that wonderful access that we have, we have a tremendous responsibility. Now, having said that, let me ask you a question. Would your friends, your family members, would they choose Christ based on your life? Your friends and family watching you, would they look at you and say, you know what, I want what you have. Those of you that know uh, Bud and Jerry, well, Bud went home to be with the Lord this last year, and Jerry is, is uh, enjoying life in Florida now. <laughs> and, um, but <clears throat> when I first started to get to know Bud and Jerry, I... I, I spent many, many hours with him because Bud had just gone through foot surgery. Remember that? And I, I spent many, many hours over at their house because he was, he was, well, for about six months, wasn't it? He was almost a year. He was just locked in the house. I mean, he went nowhere for a long, long time. And I would spend hours and hours and hours. And, and one day we were talking and Jerry, Jerry started telling me about um, uh, Bud's dad before he died. And <clears throat> Bud's dad accepted Christ just before he died. And, and this is why. He, he looked at Jerry one day and he said, you've changed. And, and Jerry said, what, what are you talking about? And he said, he said, you have had a filthy mouth the whole time that I've known you. you and, and I hate to say this, but and everybody, why does everybody accuse sailors of being dirty mouthed? But, but he said to her, you, you used to cuss like a sailor. That is, you know, that's profiling. That, that's just, that is just wrong. Well, of course I did, but did they cuss in the Air Force? <laughs> but anyway he said you used to cuss like a sailor he said but you don't talk like that anymore and this is the key what happened she was and she was able to lead him to Christ because of the change that had taken place in her life that's what this is that, that's what I'm talking about are, 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 are we going to be perfect? No. What, were, were any of the priests, even Aaron, were any of them perfect? No. Okay, let's talk about <clears throat> the duties of a priest. Because <clears throat> this is, I, I think this is telling to who we are today as, as, as believer priests. Leviticus chapter 10, verses uh, 8 to 11, we are to teach the people. 
Does that sound familiar? Going into all the world and what? Okay, we are to serve as judges to resolve controversy, Deuteronomy chapter, or excuse me, they were to serve as judges to uh, resolve controversy, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 21, verse 5. Do we not have that same responsibility? Try reading Hebrews sometime. Offer sacrifices. Exodus chapter 29, verses uh, 38 to 42. And we, we sit here and we, we could come to this point and we say, man, I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, really? What are we supposed to be? A living sacrifice. That's even worse. Just not as bloody. <clears throat> Hurts more, though. <laughs> Okay, another one. Uh, 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 assess impurities. Uh, Leviticus chapter 13 and uh, to uh, chapter 15. So we are to assess impurities. What, what do you think that means? Okay, part of it. Part of it was the leprosy issue. Uh, what about sin in the camp? Okay. Are we not to do the same thing? To be vigilant? To. There you go. We're to examine ourselves. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Exodus chapter 30, uh, verses 7 and 8. We are to burn incense. Or excuse me. They were to burn incense. What was what was a picture of the incense? Prayer. Kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? Uh, they were to bless the people. Numbers chapter six, verses twenty-two to twenty-seven. Kind of obvious, eh? The priest was also to bless God. Deuteronomy chapter ten, verse eight. Another obvious responsibility that we would have or duty if you would uh, mediate between God and man uh, keep the tabernacle well this is an interesting one keep the tabernacle that, that would uh, be numbers chapter 3 verses 38 uh, chapter 4 verse 16 now how does that equate to 21st century Christians we are the temple we are the tabernacle Uh, they were to take care of the altar. Leviticus chapter 6, verses 8 to 13. The lamps and the showbread. Leviticus chapter 24, <clears throat> verses 1 through 9. Again, these, these, I, I hope you're getting the point here. Okay. Uh, prepare the holy things for each day's journey. Numbers chapter 4, verses 5 to 15. Continue the... Continue uh, the uh, sacred fire, Leviticus chapter 6, uh, verses 12 to 13. Uh, blow the trumpet, uh, Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Again, these are the duties of the priest. These were the things that the, the priests were supposed to carry out. Yes, sir? What was the first 
Oh, continue the sacred fire. Leviticus chapter 6, uh, verses 12 to 13. With the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, all of these things changed, did it not? Now all of a sudden, we no longer have to sacrifice animals. We get to what? Sacrifice ourselves. We no longer have to go through a priest. We are the priest. And on the surface, we, we oftentimes... <clears throat> look at the, the, the idea of the priesthood of the believer as being a singular event or an act that I can now go straight to God. And we forget that we, ha- along with that incredible reality of being able to go directly to God, we forget that we, it, what comes with, <clears throat> with, with that is a lot of responsibility. Uh, probably a quote that would help bring everything into context is freedom is not free. What does freedom cost? Sacrifice. It costs lives. Somebody paid the price so that we could have freedom today. And the same principle is, is held with the priest. We have now the access to God, but what comes with that is a huge burden of responsibility. Now all of a sudden, I am the priest. I am the priest. I am the one who needs to live pure, who needs to live right. See, what, what happens... <clears throat> Well, I'll, I'll pick on I'll pick on the Catholic Church today. <clears throat> it's easy to do because there's a lot of flaws in their doctrine. Um, but uh, honestly, what is the mindset of the average Catholic in, in America today? Right. I, I mean, I, I've been out of school, out of high school for over 40 years. Yeah, a long time ago. But when I was in high school, I would party with my Catholic friends on Friday and Saturday night. They'd go, they'd go to church hungover. They'd go to confession, and they were good to go. They're going to be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they, they, they thought they were good to go. But see, my point is this. They were putting the burden on the priest, not on themselves. See, when a person is saved, we become a believer priest. Now all of a sudden, that burden then is transferred to me. So why is it so important that we get a hold of the idea of the priesthood of the believer or the the believer priest? Same thing. It's so that we understand our responsibility in it all. I have a responsibility now to live a godly life because now all of a sudden that, that, that responsibility to live a godly life has nothing to do with the fact I'm a pastor, but it has everything to do with the fact I'm a believer priest. Amen. 
the same responsibility that I have, you have. Did you have a question? One, even in the in the Catholic Church, in, in a lot of the mainline denominational churches, but now also even in in, in some Baptist churches and, and a lot of Christian churches, there's a there's a new philosophy that's going around that basically is saying, well, because I'm educated, I have my PhD or my my DD whatever and blah 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 blah. I, I know it all. The new green deal. The new, <laughs> okay, and 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 what they're and what and this this doctrine that's going around is saying, you don't you don't need to worry about reading your Bible, you just need to come to church, listen to me, and I'll tell you what you need. And it has permeated our Christian churches, and even Baptist churches, Chris. Oh, it still is. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, oh, it's been that way from. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. But it, but what it is is it has permeated the Christian church now, because it, never in the history of of Christianity have there been so many pastors in 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 our country that are very very well educated. I knew a church back in North Carolina. <clears throat> this this uh, this this Baptist church in North Carolina, literally was in the it was in the middle of nowhere. I I, I am not exaggerating. It was just outside Polkville. You, you remember you don't remember Polkville is. If you looked on the map, it would say Polkville, but it's Polkville. Okay, that's how you say it. Okay, Polkville. Um, anyway, it, it was it was outside. It was between. Polkville and, and the camp, that church, remember that church? <clears throat> the pastor retired, resigned, whatever. I don't, I don't know why he left, but he left. And the church was not satisfied until they hired a PhD. Why? I, I don't know. Other than the fact that it's become fashionable to be able to say, well, my pastor's got a PhD. We have missed the point. Amen. And the reality is, you are if you are saved tonight, you are a believer priest. And you have the same responsibilities before God as I do. As a, as a believer, now as a pastor, that's different. We'll talk about that in, in here in a little bit. <clears throat> Leviticus chapter sixteen, <clears throat> verse six. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord. At the day of the uh, of the tabernacle, of the congregation, and Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, 
uh, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. Now, before we go any further, <clears throat> what is the event that's taking place here? Okay. Okay. This is this is the atonement. The 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 um, huh? No, it's it, it's the huh? Yeah, the day of atonement. That's I was missing the word day. It's called the day of atonement. One day a year. Aaron, did you notice what he did first? Okay, he sacrificed what? A bullock for what? For himself and his family. Okay, so in other words, the symbolism is he had to get right with God first. Okay, that's the symbolism. Then he goes and gets two goats. And this is called the Day of Atonement. It happened one day a year. And he would take two goats. Well, uh, well, let, let's continue reading. <clears throat> and Aaron shall bring the goat upon uh, which the Lord uh, Lot fell and offer him as a sin offering. <clears throat> but the goat on on the which the lot fell to be the scapegoat. Have you ever wondered where the word scapegoat came from? This is it. <clears throat> uh, shall be presented alive before the Lord and make an atonement with him and let him go from uh, for a scapegoat into the wilderness. So basically, what would happen here? This is this is the symbolism that takes place. Aaron, the high priest, takes a bullock offers it the symbolism is he get, he he and his family are getting right with God then he goes he grabs the two goats and he casts lots basically my understanding is and I could be I could be wrong but my understanding is it's kind of like dice you know that's that's my understanding and the one goat gets sacrificed the blood gets sprinkled on the altar the other goat symbolically Aaron places the sins of the people on the goat. And then the goat is set free. And, and the, the picture here is the goat is then released into the wilderness and gone forever. What is that a picture of? They, he'll remember their sins no more. Thus, the scapegoat. <clears throat> so the blood of the lamb, or the blood of the goat, <clears throat> paid the, the penalty for sin, and symbolically the sins then were ushered away, thus the Day of Atonement. Does, does all that make sense? Okay, <clears throat> so... <clears throat> huh? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was like, okay, let's not hunt any goats for a couple weeks. You know. <clears throat> so, in the Old Testament, the priest sense of uh, 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 the priest was a direct representation of God. Do, do you see that in, in that exercise, the, the Day of Atonement? It, it, it's probably one of the most important days in, Jewish, in the Jewish calendar was the Day of Atonement. But the priest represents who? Or God. The goat represented the goat that killed that got killed represented Jesus. The priest represents God. <clears throat> Thus, the blood of the blood uh, for the atonement, and then the the placing of sins and being released. So, today, 
believer priests carry that same responsibility. As I was thinking about this and was trying to process it, I thought of two priests that had a profound influence on the people that they served. Oftentimes, we don't always see the, the, the positive. We all, oftentimes, we only see the negative. And the two priests that I'm talking about are in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 17. Anybody know who they are? Hophni and Phinehas. Okay? Let me read 2 Samuel chapter 2. Well, before, we, before I get there, who, who, who is Hophni and Phinehas? Okay, they're, they're the sons of Eli. Okay? And who is Eli? Okay, he was what? He was the high priest. Okay, he, he wasn't just a priest. He was the high priest. Hophni and Phinehas were just priests, if that makes sense. In second, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 17, it says, Wherefore the sins of the young men, Hophni and Phinehas, was so great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. So what kind of influence did Hophni and Phinehas have on the congregation, if you would? A huge. Okay? It was, it was to the point that um, <clears throat> the, the, that the people hated giving their offerings to God. See, what, what, the, what the custom was is that when people would bring their offerings, their animals to be sacrificed, and they would be put into a pot, the priest would take a hook, a single hook, and cast it into the pot, and whatever he pulled out is what he lived on. But if you go back and read what Hophni and Phinehas had done is they had gotten what we would call a trouble hook. <laughs> What's a trouble hook, Chris? Okay, it's, got, it's a three-pronged hook. And what they would do is they would, they would cast in and then they would not, they would not just do, cast it in once, but multiple times. And, and by them doing that, and the fact that they were womanizers and other things, but their actions directly affected the way people worshiped God. Thus, the responsibility that we as believer priests carry. People will base their opinions of God on your life. I want to look at, and we're not going to get to all four. We're only maybe get one of them done tonight, hopefully. Get one of them done. I want to look at four passages. There's no points tonight. <clears throat> Basically, the title of the message is P, Priesthood of the Believer. Real, real imaginative, isn't it? <clears throat> but 
But I want to look at four passages, I think, that will help us see the impact of what a believer priest or the priest of the believer is. The first one I want to look at is 1 Timothy. Turn, turn if you would, to 1 Timothy. Chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life with all, uh, uh, in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God and Savior, who will have all men to be saved to come unto the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you again for this day. Thank you for your love, for the work you do. Help us, dear God, to walk close to you. Amen. I don't know about you, but I just thought, man, you're almost done with the sermon and you just now prayed. Sorry about that. That was all introduction, by the way. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to walk through, I want to walk through these five verses because I believe it's important that we understand uh, the the progression that that we are given here in First Timothy chapter two. I want to look at the first, the first, the first uh, word here. Uh, 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 supplication. What what is what is supplication? We read these we read these verses and we we kind of blow through them and we go okay yeah 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 okay. But what does that mean? What is a supplication? A uh, what? Begging. Okay. Well, it, it would it would it would kind of go along that direction in a sense. A- anybody else want to take a shot at it? It literally means to have an audience with a king. Or, or if uh, something, uh, another way we could put it, it would be to 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 be able to walk into your your boss's 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 office and and have a have a chat with them. Okay, uh, a supplication would be what what happened. Uh, last Tuesday at the Capitol, when we were supposed to meet with the governor, uh, but he wasn't there. But had he been there, that would that would be a supplication. That would be the opportunity to go into a very high government official. So, <clears throat> so, so now that you understand that, does not the next word make a little more sense? Yes. Okay, prayer is literally to ask for, is, is the communication. The supplication, if you would, in a sense, I guess, I, at least the way I understand it, is the actual meeting. The prayer is what happens in the meeting. Does that make sense? Well, that's how I understand it. 
See, it's the, it's the communication. It's the, it's the fact that we need to understand that when we go to prayer, we are, we are participating in supplication. We are, we are going into the Holy of Holies, if you would. We are meeting with an almighty God. And the prayer that takes place is the communication that once once you go into the holy of holies see what in the in the tab in the temple or the tabernacle what was the process the priest would go into the holy place <clears throat> no uh the the holy place other priests could go into and and he would then prepare himself to go into the holy of holies and that was only him that was that was a supplication. That was a meeting with an almighty God, one-on-one. And then the exercise that took place inside was the actual sacrifice. <clears throat> I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, <clears throat> what is intercessions? Praying for other people. That's when you go to God and and there there is uh, I won't I won't say who it was but there was somebody here this morning that this morning when I I first got up to my office this morning and was getting ready for church God put an individual in my heart and I started praying for her what was I doing I was interceding on her behalf as a as a believer priest I was interceding for her. It's still prayer, but it's it's not prayer for me. It's prayer for someone else. Giving of thanks. What what, what is anybody? Okay. Praising God, giving thanks for all that God has done. Never, ever, ever get to the point where you expect God to do anything for you. (laughs) Okay? And never get to the point where you expect anybody else to do anything either. Because when we expect, we become... What's that? we We definitely get disappointed, but there's another word. Complacent, bitter. And the list can go on and on. Always be thankful. Be made for all men. All men. Who are we then? So let, let, let's, let's start at 1 Timothy chapter 1 again. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving thanks, be made for all men. Now, this is a stupid question, but who is all men? All men. All men. The, the man, and we're going to have to stop here, but <clears throat> the man that organized the Capital Connection last Tuesday at, at, at Carson City. On, on Monday night, we had, a, we had a prayer meeting up at a church instead. And <clears throat> he, he says, I, I, have, I have to uh, confess something to you guys. 
and, and he's a pastor down in Las Vegas, and and uh, we'll forgive him for that. Um, but uh, he he said honestly, he said he said um, the morning after the election, I was so discouraged by what happened politically in our state. He said, I I, I said. I'm not doing Capital Connection this year. It, and this is what he said. It won't do any good. And he said that the, the next morning, he called uh, Barbara, um, oh, what's her last name? Sagaski. Barbara Sagaski. Uh, is, was, and, and is uh, our um, Secretary of State. An incredibly godly woman. She's the, uh, to my knowledge, she was the only um, conservative that was elected during the, the, the government cycle. And he called her to congratulate her on her victory. And she said to him, she said, isn't it exciting? And he said, what are you talking about? And she says, when you come in a few months to hand out your Bibles, guess who you get to give them to? And he said, he said I felt about that big. Because he forgot this very important Word, all men. Huh? Well, he confessed it to us, but but my point is this. Let's read it again. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving be uh, giving of thanks, be made for all men. Now. Let's put that in the context of your life. Who are you praying for? Who are you interceding for? I talked to someone recently who has been praying for a loved one for quite some time. And this individual said to me, I, I don't know, I don't know if this person's ever going to get saved. I said, Don't stop praying. You can't think like that. You got to keep praying and keep praying and keep praying for all men. That includes the people you don't like. Let's pray. Dear Lord.